welcome back to Nerdery and Nonsense from the Nerds with Accents podcast network. I'm your host, Joe, a.k.a. That Dude from VI. And as always, I have my beast co-host, the magnanimous one with me, JG. What's good? Surviving the times with the mind of Shuri and a heart made of vibranium. That's a bar. That's a bar. And you can find more bars like that and this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Make sure you show some love by following, subscribing, rating, and telling a friend to tell a friend is a small gesture, but it is much appreciated. And we really do, really, really do appreciate when you guys do that for us. We actually do have a few today, and we'll go through that. And uh, for the rest of you guys, uh, if you want to tell us you like the show, you want to shout us out or comment on a particular episode, comment on our Facebook page or our Podomatic page under that specific episode that you have the feedback for and fire away. Or you can hit us up directly on Twitter, uh, myself at VI underscore Otaku and for JG at J-A-Y-G-J. We will read your feedback on the show if you do. And if you need any more details, everything is in the show notes. So we appreciate it and we look forward to it. So um, first up uh, for the five-star reviews, first we have one from LONS22 on Apple. uh, Fun podcast, five stars. I really like listening to these guys. So LONS, appreciate you, appreciate you listening. And I mean, simple, straight to the point, but we still read it because we appreciate that feedback. Um, from Don Pizzle, we have excellent listen, uh, five stars and a thumbs up. Good for those Monday afternoons when you need a spark to get through the day. Keep doing your thing. That is also appreciated. So follow you guys listening, man. Ain't no big thing. Just write your review. We appreciate every single word, every single syllable. And we will read it on the show. And then um, now we have some feedback. Um, That was from, on Twitter, from at The Woodman. He was commenting on our last episode, episode 24. We talked about, you know, the Wonder Wonder Woman 1984 trailer. We talked about Gotham Knights, all the DC fandom stuff amongst a bunch of other <laughs> hilarious nonsense. And he says, it's about time y'all start giving DC its flowers. Um, LOL. Good episode. They really went in on you. So he was, he was tweeting me directly at via underscore otaku. And uh, they would, man, they, they definitely did go in on me. You know what I mean? They really tried to double team me, JG. And and my guy Jada Tank and they tried to box me in a corner, but as you can see, like you know, I, I dispatch them, you know what I mean? I handle them, you know. So I, I see that the listeners notice that they try and come for your boy, but it was unsuccessful. You know what I mean? Unsuccessful. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was very successful. He was completely rendered helpless and destroyed. His whole perspective morphed and changed by the end of the uh, show. But it's all good. Keep keep going, man. You know, you're the lead, so you got to keep the image up. I got you. you know, it's no problem. Oh, man. You see, guys, the slings and the arrows are still coming, but it's all good. You know what I mean? Still, I rise like the phoenix. You know, unstoppable. 
undefeatable, unstoppable Morris Brown, you know? <laughs> but yeah, man. So uh, thank you guys for the five-star reviews. Please, please, please keep them coming. Really appreciate that. And like I said, we're going to read them on the show. And thanks for the feedback. They would, man, anyone else, you know? Once it's entertaining and it ain't hate, I mean, even if it's hate, if it's funny, I'm probably going to read it. You know what I mean? So shout out to you guys for the feedback and reviews. It is really appreciated. Um, so now, uh, you know, we usually get into what we care about. But uh, on August 28, 2020, in the evening time, um, Chadwick Boseman, the news came out that Chadwick Boseman passed. Um, the gentleman had basically... Uh, colon cancer he's been fighting it for four years while giving us so many great movies um most recently the five bloods all the marvel movies obviously black panther so many different movies over that span of time and he's basically been fighting this thing you know secretly privately with his 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 family by his side but um uh, I guess he finally, you know, finally succumbed after braving, after basically just fighting bravely this whole time, man. So we definitely want to take some time to talk about Chadwick um, and, you know, his legacy and his influence and just, you know, mourning the loss of, um, you know, a, a, a great actor, you know what I mean? A great artist and what seemed to be a really good person, you know? So um, after hearing that, man, GG, um, what's, what's your thoughts on, on everything? It's a devastating loss. You know, as I was telling you earlier, I was about to go to sleep last night. And before I could even hit the pillow, I got this text from a friend of mine saying, you know, can you believe this? You know, is this true? And I looked into it and unfortunately it was true. You know, I immediately felt like I lost someone that I, that I personally knew. Um, you know, Chadwick is so essential. He's so significant. All the roles that he's played whether it's Jackie Robinson, whether it's James Brown, T'Challa, uh, he always represents a character of confidence, strength, vulnerability, wisdom, tact. I mean, these are things that we want our young black boys and girls to see on the screen. We want to see productive, progressive, powerful black people on the screen. And, and Chadwick just represented that to the fullest. You know, I felt like he was just getting started, honestly. You know, I really look I really look forward to seeing a lot more of him. But in the time that he had, he gave us, you know, some of the most iconic roles and films that we've ever seen. You know, Black Panther is just one of the greatest movies of all time, in my opinion. And I've seen it about eight, nine times. You know, I bought the DVD, the limited edition. Fox. The Silver Case. I love that movie, man. Right. You know, and all you see on that movie is you know, black people reconciling with their issues and then coming together at the end for a more positive change. And um, yeah, Chadwick gave us a lot, man. Speaking of flowers, you know, we definitely need to get more in a habit of giving people their flowers while they're here. And I do think that Chadwick got his while he was here. So in our culture, death is never the end. Uh, his legacy is going to live on. Same way his soul is going to live on and smile down on us. We have to uh, continue in his image and example. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, uh, I agree with everything you said 100%. Um, I mean, I, and you really touched on it, man, because obviously he played roles of people who are very legendary, dignified, regal. 
but just just like what you were saying i think what i think what's going to be remembered the most i think when people really think about it is just the way he carried himself you know what i mean and some people mentioned this on twitter and i think it was so true it was just like yes he played a lot of regal characters characters with grace with character right but he seemed to be that in real life like his personality seemed to be that of a per, of, of a person who understood what life was you know what i mean never trying to put himself off as perfect or above anyone but he was striving for excellence you know and obviously i know i was a big chadwick boseman fan um, you know, on this very podcast, we talked about the Five Bloods, a movie he was in. Um, obviously, Black Panther was huge in the nerd community, you know, and you talked about some of the other movies that he's done, you know, just basically representing all these black legends, you know. But it's, it was always something about him where I would always look out, watch his interviews, you know, even after Black Panther blew up and they made a billion and it was a success historic for all types of reasons. I would always go back and listen to his interviews to hear the way he approached life, listen to the words he used and how he addressed people, you know, even people who he didn't agree with, you know, he was a very graceful, classy, real person. And kind of similarly to when Kobe Bryant died earlier this year too, and to be honest, with all this COVID stuff, it feels so long ago. But when Kobe passed, but there was somebody that you recognize their greatness in their field of play or in their industry. But what was more impactful was who they were as a person. It didn't really matter what they did. You know what I mean? If you knew him in your personal life, um, I would imagine that you would feel the same way about him, whether or not he was T'Challa, you know? whether or not he was Jackie Robinson, whether or not he played whomever, you know, I, he just seemed like such a person who was at peace. And then now you find out that, Hey, he was fighting all of this while doing all these demanding roles and press runs and everything that's, that that's, that's required of him in that field, which could be very demanding and no one knew, you know what I mean? He was just carrying it with so much grace. And like, it, to me, I just think it's so impactful, you know? Like I was so like emotional, you know? I was just so emotional last night because obviously we don't know this guy, but like the influence, the man, and the impact that he had was like tremendous, dude. Is And he had, it's just so much you could say. And like, he had like the foresight and I guess the presence of mind not to just shut down and collapse into himself, but say, okay, while I'm here, I'm going to give everybody the best that I have. You know what I mean? The best that I have, be the actor that I want to be, be the artist that I want to be. And he was giving us that when he was going through surgeries and, I would assume some form of chemo or, or some alternative to that. Like, my God, man, it's, it just, it just feels like to have, I don't know, just to have that presence of mind, to have that strength, to have the wherewithal to withstand all of that. It's just like legendary. You know what I mean? Like, 
iconic, man. Like, that's crazy, man. Obviously, we're going to miss all the nerdery. We're going to miss the things that he gave to us. But, like, to me that he did all of this going through those circumstances, man, that's just, like, it won't have enough words to describe, like, the greatness. You know what I mean? The greatness that he he possessed, man. He blessed us with, man. So, like, obviously, we start to see this man go, but it just, man... This one hurt my heart a lot, man. It really did, and you're right on target. You're absolutely, you hit the nail on the head. He fit those roles like a glove because he possessed a lot of the same qualities we saw in those figures himself. You know, Joseph Campbell is an American professor. You know, I learned about him in high school. He talks about heroes a lot, and he defined a hero as someone who sacrifices themselves for something greater than themselves. And that defines Chadwick, man, not just on the film, not just on the big screen, but in real life. You know, like they've been saying, he was a hero in real life. He was suffering through all of this, but he still he still gave us these inspiring roles, these impactful films to uplift and inspire the people. You know, he he, he sacrificed himself for, for something, you know, even greater than that. You know, that that's the true meaning of a hero. Right, right. I mean, and I mean, that's the thing, man. Like, uh, I don't know, like, just, just, I was talking with the GF about this and just, you know, going through COVID, hearing about his death, you know, a lot of people passing, you had civil rights leaders passing, um, uh, John Lewis, C.T. Vivian, you know, all these people and, and just, I don't know, man, like, once I got the news about Chadwick, it's just kind of like, you know, especially here, you know, in the West, in America, like we all trying to survive, you know, we all trying to survive though we need to do survive the rat race. And just the way, you know, he fought through everything and him holding on to what he was his passion, you know, and his purpose, despite all the obstacles is just so inspiring because, you know, we all, we all got to just, you know, try to find our purpose and try to find meaning in every day. Cause you know, everybody going through something, you know, whether it's big or small, you know, in your mind, in their mind, it might be everything, you know? And I don't know, man, it was just, I don't know. I think it was obviously you didn't want him to die for people to be reminded of it, but it's just a lesson. Like you got to try and do the best you can and, you know, strive for whatever you want to strive for and reach for, because as everybody said, tomorrow ain't promised, you know what I mean? And, this man is a, we keep saying it, but it's word repeating. This man is a legend, man. He's a legend. Like you say, he live on. He ain't gone. He's still with us, man. And rest in peace to Chadwick, man. Rest in power. Wakanda forever. Yeah, man. For sure, man. For sure, man. So, ah, man. So shout, shout out again, man. Shout out to Chadwick. You said it, you said it perfectly, man. Wakanda forever. And, and let's be more mindful of the way we communicate with each other because, you know, like like the theme, you know, that's going on right now. You never know what people are going through. You know, this was a complete surprise. So, you know, we should all be more mindful of that. And also check on our health as well. Let's get our physicals regularly. Black men, black women, everybody. But, you know, let's let's not be egotistical about certain things. Right. You know, we need to get checked up on and prioritize our health. Yeah, a hundred percent, man. So, um, rest in peace to Chadwick. You know what I mean? 
Um, yeah, man, just rest in peace to Chadwick, man. And obviously, we don't know his family, but you know, thoughts and prayers to his family, and therefore, hopefully, they have the, you know the right people around them, which it seems like they do. Um, you know, to help them get through this time, because if we hot in, we know they hot in, you know. So, yeah, man. So, rest in peace to them, and you know. We wanted to start off the show with this because we didn't want to put this on the back burner, but we're going to still try and, you know, have a good time. You know what I mean? Make some jokes. You know what I mean? Because that, that's what we do. That's what black people do. You know, we have community. We try to find the joy wherever we can. <laughs> the light in the darkness, you know, wherever we can, man. But again, rest in peace, Chadwick, man. So, so although it's a, you know, indelicate, indelicate segue, um, we're going to move on to what we care about uh, in nerdery as of late, man. So I'm going to let my guy, JG, start off. He's talking about some uh, amazing black dopeness, a show that I need to watch. I'm Definitely. A, uh, so I, don't spoil me, my boy. Don't make me cry on this podcast. I already close because of the Chadwick news. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, tell us about what you care about this week, man. So when I heard that Lovecraft Country came out, I immediately went downstairs, set it in my little remote, and watched it on demand immediately. There are only two episodes out, but man, the two episodes, those were all I needed to just get me hooked. So, you know, Lovecraft Country is based on Matt Roof's novel of the same name, and uh, the main character is Atticus Freeman. They call him Tick in the show. And there are also the, uh, some other side characters, well, you know, main characters. Uh, his friend, Letitia, played by Journey Smollett, I believe is how you pronounce it. And his uncle, George. So, you know, Tick's father goes missing and he receives a letter somewhat um, talking about uh, maybe an inheritance or a birthright of his mother being in a certain part of uh, Massachusetts, I believe. Okay. So he goes out on a journey to uh, find his father, basically, with his uncle, and his friend Letitia. And they run into a whole lot of trouble. You know, there are a lot of strong motifs in the show about uh, birthright, inheritance, you know, definitely magic, secret societies. So if you're into that type of thing like me, you're going to love it. And also, you definitely get a good look as to the realities of racism in that time. Okay. Like, you know, certain things that you might not have seen before, such as sundown towns. Right. Uh, these were real historic things. And from what I've been told, they still exist to this very day. Um, that Sundown Town basically was an area where you had black people. If you were there after it got dark, you were in trouble. Yeah. You were going to get killed, shot, tarred and feathered, hung, whatever. And like I said, I've been told that these, these places still exist. You know, my sister, one time, one of her cars, she was driving a car and her car broke down in this backward area. And uh, a guy approached her and told her, hey, hey, miss, you don't want to be here after dark. You know, you need to get out of here. You know, one of my professors also tells me that, you know, here, even wow. here in Maryland, where I live, right, they are like sundown towns that still exist. Right. So, you know, you definitely get a, a good ounce of amazing fiction, very interesting fiction, but then also a heavy dose of reality as well. Right. What black people had to go through at that time. Oh, it's man. only two episodes in, but I'm hooked. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing more of it. And um, learning more about Tick's inheritance and birthright. Uh, tomorrow is every Sunday, I think, at nine thirty comes on. So the new episode is coming on tomorrow. And um, I'm pretty, I'm actually very excited because I saw the trailer. They have the little preview at the end, and it really looked dope. So 
Yeah, Lovecraft Country is pretty good. You know, H.P. Lovecraft, Love the Lovecraft, you know, that's actually an author, an American author, H.P. Lovecraft, mm-hmm. who had a lot of fiction novels, and um, he's actually a notorious racist as well. Yeah, I was, I was going to mention that, like, so they basically flip his name, which I love. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, like forget that. You know what I mean? We go, we gonna twist and turn this legacy. You know what I mean? Of, of racism into greatness, man. So, yep. Black I mean, greatness. the show sounds dope, man. Like, oh, I, it's dope. I, I like the way, like you said, like I saw the trailer, you know, but I didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. But I like the way that they're kind of putting the fact, like, kind of the sci-fi elements, the horror elements, and mixing it with some things that are like historically accurate, you know. And yep. significant, so it seems like a genre bending type of oh, experience yeah. with good actors. And um, I believe Court, Courtney B. Vance is in that, right? He's playing the uncle, right? Yes, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, excellent. And I, I, uh, I, the, the main star's, um, the main star's name eludes me, but uh, I think it's Jonathan Majors, he was in uh, the five, the five bloods as well. Yes, Jonathan yeah, so, Majors, Atticus Freeman. Yeah, that's that's where I saw him first. Actually, the Five right, Bloods. Right. So yeah, yeah, man, good cast. Him, Journey Smollett, like you said, and and Courtney B. Van. So definitely something worth getting into. And I appreciate you not spoiling it. I sincerely do. Oh wow! Oh, I know. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about it. So I guess I did pretty well. Yes, I appreciate you spoiling it, man. Let so nothing slip. Great. I'm great. sorry. Go ahead. Nah, nah. You good, bro? Like. Yeah, man, I'm excited to get into it. So I'm glad it's only a couple episodes. I'm not like all these other shows where I'm like two, four, three, four seasons behind and I got catch up. So definitely so I'm not going to get into, man. Definitely. Dope, 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 dope. So um, before, I, before I get into uh, what I care about, did you have anything else you wanted to chime in with? Uh, hey, man, not really. Okay. Just be ready for a ride on Lovecraft Country, man. Because first you think it's one enemy, then it's the other enemy, nice. then it's somebody new, then you know it just evolves and grows. So be ready for a ride. That's about Dope. all I got. Dope, man. I'm gonna lie, I'm excited. Um, I'm not sure if I'm gonna watch that or Black Panther again after after this show. But I'll have. I'm gonna watch to that another five thousand times, as you should, as you should. <laughs> and I'm gonna listen to Mbaku's speech like 20 times because I love Mbaku. that speech. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, for sure, man. Um, okay, well, dope, man. Um, so yeah, man, HBO, uh, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Um, yeah. So this week, um, I know you guys remember, you guys who was listening in faithfully weekly, that uh, a few weeks ago I was talking about rewatching Legend of Korra since the first time I saw it several several years ago um i am now into season four i had to take a break because i'm watching it with the gf so i have to kind of watch it on hard time which is the most annoying thing ever <laughs> when you you can't just watch a show whenever you feel like it but um we're on to season four and i just kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit more i won't go into it but all the way like i did last time but um just re-watching season three and, and watching cora fights are here you know, after she's poisoned, after she had to give herself up, so the air, the air nation that's been re- reborn, w- wouldn't be slaughtered by the enemy, and how valiantly she fought. Like it just like, I just love that theme. You know what I mean? That theme of just battling through. You know, nothing is going your way, but you're just battling through, despite the odds, doing the best you can, just like gutting it out. I just, I love that scene so much, and I, I just love that arc. 
and I just love this show, man. I just love this show so much. Um, so just rewatching that, like every time I every time I watch Korra, episode by episode, I really just love love it more and more and more, man. So finished season three. Now I'm in season four, and um, just an excellent show, man. Excellent show, and I I just love how. Um, it doesn't suffer from, I guess, the Goku syndrome, as I like call as I call it, or DBZ syndrome, where basically only one character gets shine. And there's so many in this story, so many different characters from Bolin to Sue to the Bay Fangs. Um, everybody gets a lot of a lot of praise. It's not just Korra dominating, and only the only person worthy of doing anything. So I just I just think they made a masterpiece with this man. So I'm I'm enjoying it so much. And wrapping up season four now, man. I and I just love how how much like Korra's growth is like mental, you know? Has to do with trauma and mental and, and finding balance outside of just straight, you know, just fighting for fighting's sake has a lot of deeper meaning. So enjoying the hell out of that. Um yeah, man. Korra High Forever. And the great pretenders, right? So um, I want to shout out to my guy, Trav. This probably technically is some feedback. Trav sent me a message. He was on this show a few weeks ago. And he told me like, yo, you have to watch this show called The Great Pretenders. And he basically told me like, it, it, it's basically, and I loved his description. So I literally got this word for word from Trav. So big, big up to Trav. He basically was saying, if Ocean's Eleven and Catch Me If You Can had a baby for Cowboy Bebop <laughs> and some Samurai Shampoo, and sprinkle some Quentin Tarantino on top. That was his description for the show. And I was just like, yo, that sounds nuts. But I'm going to check it out, right? And it really was perfect. Like, his description was perfect, man. Um, the Great Pretenders on Netflix is basically... And let me see if I can say this without spoiling. I'll read their bio and then i go into it some more. So, supposedly, Japan's greatest swindler, Makoto Edamaru, gets more than he bargained for when he tries to con... Um, Laurent Thierry, a real world-class crook. And I really, really, really enjoying this, right? Because it's just so much fun. You know what I mean? Obviously, any story about con men is always fun because there's always a ruse, an elaborate scheme. You have colorful characters and you have so many twists and turns that some you expect, but they kind of trick you from thinking you're correct and you end up being correct. And there's like other twists where you didn't even see coming and in the cons and it's, it's just done so well, man. And, and, and the art side, it has a very artistic, very artistic feel, um, bright colors, but not overpowering, very artsy in that it has a lot of jazz in the background and beautiful, beautiful story. So far I'm like six episodes in and within the first season, there's like three different stories. So I wrapped up the first story. Um, in those first six episodes. And I was really surprised that I liked it. You know, I usually like shows with a lot more action when it comes to anime, but this, this was so still so fun, still so funny. It has nice characters. So definitely, definitely check that out. I think it's only like 13 or 14 episodes in total. And they're all like 20 minutes a piece. So really, really enjoying that. So I wanted to shout out Trav and, and really, really fun show, man. Really, really fun show. So, all right. 
Thank you, Joel, for that synopsis. <laughs> um, it seems like he was afraid of what I might say about the legend of Korra. So he didn't, he didn't stop on me then. But I, I have a few things to say about both that and uh, this show. Shoot. Um, yeah, Zaheer was a great villain, man. That guy was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I was about to spoil it, but, you know, he does some pretty miraculous things within the show. Ridiculous. Things yeah. that Ang never did. This guy's a beast. He has um he has his own little worldview, you know, the way things should run and they just make a mess. And boy, they were fighting tooth and nail with those dudes for the <laughs> entire season, bro. Yo. Every season was a life threatening battle with those guys. Um, you know, I was watching a show, I was watching like a clip the other day. Do you know that um when Cora went to, I think it was the first season, when she uh, walked up to the cliff, she was crying and Anne came to visit her. She was actually like contemplating suicide, jumping off the cliff. Uh, that's, I'm not sure if that's true or not, but was the, did, watch the creators, it again. did the creators come that? I don't know. That? I don't know. That, it's, a th- it's a theory. It's something that someone pointed out and it made perfect sense when I actually saw the way that they um, Filmed animated it. it. But um, yeah, that's Cora though. You know, it's more mature themes. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's just it's it's way it's a little bit more dark than uh the Avatar: Last Airbender, and uh, way more dark. She definitely goes through a lot of growth mentally, right. as you were saying. So that that's what I had to say on that. And I right. enjoyed the Red Lotus as well, and the Great Pretenders. I actually saw the uh, the trailer for that. I was very interested in it, and the art looks great. Um, you know, anytime you tell me anything about Samurai Shampoo and Cowboy Bebop combined, you know, with some Quentin, Quentin Tarantino, you know, I mean, Sprink- I got a sprinkled on top, <laughs> you know, the garnish, <laughs> right? The, vi- the vibranium garnish, right? Sprinkled on top. Um, yeah, I definitely got to take a look at that as well. I'm excited. It's a lot of different new things coming out. Yeah, yeah. man. Like. No, like I, I saw his description and I was like, okay, what what is he saying? And then I was like, okay, let me analyze what he's saying. I was like, oh, wait, this sounds kind of dope because I really was going to watch it. Like I saw the name and I was just like, the great pretenders, that sounds terrible. And then that's why you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. And then he, he sent me that message and I'm just like, yo, I got to check this out. And it's really fun, man. And that's kind of like what I know we're going all over the place this pod, but I mean, this, this is, this is the day for exploration, man. And that's the one thing I really liked about doing this pod with my guy, JG, is that it opens up, you know, your mind to, well, let me try different things. Let me not watch the same thing I watch all the time, you know? You know, because even for instance, like we know JG always talks about mag- magic stuff. And I don't watch that much things with magic, but it's an opportunity for me to try something new, enjoy something new, and really enjoy the stories that these creators are telling, you know? And that was also something I wanted to mention with Cora, like, and JG pointed it out, like, it's just like a different type of story than Avatar, The Last Airbender, you know? And obviously it was the same creators that made both shows, but there is very similar and different beauty in the shows, you know? And I just love how they tried to tell a different story. They didn't try to rehash avatar the last airbender and just really take us on a different ride a different side of being a hero aside from just focusing only on the physical side of being a hero and i just loved it man so i just i just say all that to say like i just like the way that the way the podcast is able to give us a chance to really hear new stories analyze new stories and share them you know i mean 
if that's not what nerdery is about, then then what else is, you know? Right. And just to um rehash um a quick point that you made. Yeah, don't let a off putting or, you know, strange name turn you away from a really good show. Like, you know, I think I mentioned the Peaky Blinders a while back. Like that name just sounds very strange, doesn't it? I kept seeing I kept seeing it on Netflix and I just kept right. passing it. Right. Said, you know, let me look at this thing. And boy, I mean, it's like the Godfather and Boardwalk Empire combined. It was a <laughs> right. dope series, man. It's dope. So um, yeah, don't don't let the name spoil things for you. For sure, for sure. Big Fox, Big Fox, man. But yeah, man. So um, that's what we have for what we care about. We have a full slate for what intrigues us because we had more DC fandom news, amongst other things. So yeah, I don't know what time it is, man. We got to got to get to it. Um. First off, uh, before we get into it, I wanted to make a quick correction. Last week, we were talking about Gotham Knights, and we talked about Robin being in the story. I had the wrong Robin. It's going to be Tim Drake, not Damian Wayne. The, co- the costume threw me off because the last Robin that I really dove into was Damian Wayne, and he had that same costume. So it's Tim Drake, Robin, not Damian Wayne. So don't write so, in and tell me that I, I, I fucked up because I know I did fuck up, and you know I hate myself for making that error. <laughs> so many Robins, man. So, so which Robin was it in the animated Teen Titans show, bro? That's an excellent question. I'm assuming, I'm assuming that one is Dick Grayson. I'm assuming that one is Dick Grayson, which is, um, he is the first Robin. And then mm. Tim Drake is the Robin that's very, very, very smart. And he's really, really into tech. Mm. And that's a Robin that we're getting in this Gotham night. And then the, the Red Hood is another Robin, but you'll see why once you watch that movie. And then Damian Wayne is obviously Batman's son. As you see in Son of Batman, that amazing DC animated film. So I mixed up Tim Drake and Damian. So it's Tim Drake. My bad. <laughs> so I wanted to clear that up before we move on. So, um, yeah. So on to the news we did not discuss. So, the biggest news um, from DC fandom um, was the Batman trailer. And in this trailer, you basically get to see a young Batman. I believe he's going on to year two. He's going on to year two of being the Batman. Um, he's very big on vengeance. He seems to be very, very brutal at this point. And uh, we find out in the trailer that the Riddler... The Riddler is one of the main bad guys. We find out that the Penguin is going to make an appearance. We saw Commissioner Gordon in this as well, which is really, really dope. Um, he's going to be portrayed by, I believe, it's Jeffrey Wright, an amazing actor. Uh, he's a black British actor, I believe. And yeah, man, so the trailer was exciting. I thought it was pretty good. Got me excited. I like the bat suit, even though people are torn on that, apparently. Um, so JG, man, after seeing the trailer, how you feeling? You feeling hype or you feel like, eh, not really into this? I'm terrified, man. It's a scary trailer, <laughs> man. That was a scary trailer, bro. That little tape noise in the beginning. I'm like, ooh, right. you know, the Riddler is ruthless, man. You know, in the uh, original cartoon, he was just like a little silly fool giving puzzles and stuff. I don't remember him being this ruthless. <laughs> But yeah, he's he's torturing people, doing all types of wild stuff now. So um, dark, dark, dark. Give me more dark. You know that that's that's Batman right now. And um, I saw him put the moves on that one guy in the trailer. He he definitely killed him more more than likely. You know that guy. 
must be paralyzed for the rest of his life after the beating that he got. So, you know, but I'm liking it, man. You know, I used to clown Twilight back in the day. Like, you know, look at these little silly vampires glowing in the dark. <laughs> I mean, in the daytime. But, you know, it looks like uh, Robert Pattinson, is it? Please don't let me you know, get it, the name wrong. I think it's uh, Pattinson. Pattinson. Okay. Yeah, because I'm getting names wrong lately. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, let me, let me look it up real quick, man. But go ahead. Yeah, he, um, he seems to be playing the role pretty well, man. He, he definitely fits the Bruce Wayne, dark, slick, you know, illustrious, wealthy type vibe. I think uh, he, he he fits the role like a glove. Um, question for you: Shoot. Were you were you uh, put off by his hairdo? I'm seeing a lot of people crying about his hairdo. Oh my God, he looks like Nightwing. What type of sad emo hairdo is that? You know, mm-hmm. did you uh, did, were you not feeling the bangs at all? Like, what's going I, on? I didn't mind because like. Kind of like what I was saying earlier, like, I'm just in it to see what story they're telling us. You know what I mean? And obviously, if it makes sense to me within the concept of the whole story and I don't think it's ridiculous, I'm going to enjoy it. So I didn't, I didn't point that out. I, I didn't really, like, notice that as something that was going to, like, take me off, take me out of the trailer. So it didn't really bug me, but um, I, thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. It got, it got me excited to want to see it. Um, the only thing that I... I I realized after listening to some like co- comic book experts talk about it. And there are people who like really love DC. They really love Marvel, you know? Um, and they were talking about how they kind of found it interesting that they kind of took all of the color out of the Riddler because the Riddler is more of like, a, like you said, not as dark or as like depraved as the Joker. He's more playing into you know, these riddles and these conundrums for Batman to solve. It kind of plays basically a foil for Batman to show how much of a great detective he is. And from the trailer, it seems like it's back to him just being very brutal and it's not, and it's not highlighting it's not highlighting the greatest detective, you know, the super detective side of Batman. So I thought that was interesting because um, although I love Batman, I'll never pretend to say I'm a Batman comic expert, you know? So they see aspects of the character that I'm not really thinking about all the time. So I thought that was really interesting. And they also pointed out that at this point, we've, saw, we've seen a few iterations of, of Batman over the years. You know, we have Robert Pattinson. We had Batfleck. We had, uh, what's, my, what's my boy name for Christopher Nolan? Uh, Christopher Nolan Batman. I don't know why the name is escaping me. I see his face. He was in yeah. American Psycho. He was a great Batman. Christian Bale, right? Christian Bale, there he is. Right. So we keep seeing this solo Batman operating by himself, just beating the hell out of people. But where is Robin? You know what I mean? Like a huge part of Batman's story is Robin and the Bat family. So I like the trailer for what it is, but I think they brought up a good point that at what point do we flesh out Batman and not start, not continue showing one side of him or one piece of him and not more of the whole story so excellent point they kind of opened my eyes so sh- shout out to them um it's the guys from um the movie the movie movie trailer reviews network they're really really dope man um so i want to you know get him some credit <laughs> i don't act like i thought about all of this but they right. pointed out that i was like huh that's a good point but i still think the movie is going to be enjoyable but we have to see you know what i mean we 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 will have to see 
like I, I know I mentioned that you know we talked about the Riddler, but how do you feel that the, the color is taken out of it? Did you did that bother you? Did it not bother you? Like like what's what's the what's the read on that? It took me off guard. I, I didn't expect it. You know, my memories as a child, the Riddler is a flashy dude running around laughing in a green suit. You know, so you know now he looks like a serial killer. So you know, I was a little um you know scared. You know, I'm just um you know. I want to see what they do with his character. You know, there does seem to be some type of puzzle stuff going on. You know, he left them clues, things of that nature. So I guess this, they, they, I guess they'll stick to the theme somewhat, but they're really going for that, that dark, that darkness. You know, the Riddler ain't a joke in this movie right. at all. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a question for you. Well, first let me comment on what you said about Robin. I think, yeah, I feel like we need to get a good base, a good start on the Batman. We want to use <laughs> and consistently use him so that we can actually introduce Robin, man. You can't have 15 Batmans. <laughs> you know, right. let's 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 get our let's put our mind, get our minds together, decide who we want to use for Batman, get that story out of the way, and let's bring Robin in finally. You know, for, for you know, for one, I mean, gosh. I mean that's one, the thing. one last thing. Um I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but um when I watched Batman as a kid, Batman was a vigilante. I never right. knew him to be someone that stuck around at the crime scene investigating shit with the police. Right, right. As right. soon as the police showed up, he was gone. Right. He was out of there. You know, mm-hmm. they couldn't stand him. So um, how do you feel about that as well? You know, go ahead and, and let me know how you feel I, about that. I have no clue. Because now that you point out, right, I did notice that he was basically welcomed on the crime scene and all that. Again, because like, just like you, the 90, that show from like 1990 to 1992 with Kevin Conroy, Batman, that's basically like my comic books. That's my foundation for Batman. So I always remembered it being, okay, Commissioner Gordon likes Batman, but the rest of the police department doesn't really care for him too much, you know? So I don't, I don't know because I'm thinking about, no, like I don't want to get too analytic, but I guess in my mind, I would I would believe that at least in the beginning years of Batman, he's just on the scene. He's a brand new vigilante. He's disrupting the police investigations, right? By his interference. Wouldn't, it be, wouldn't they be more antagonistic to him early on? And then after a while, maybe they like him. So to me, them working with him so early on after like year one, to me, that feels too premature. But I don't know. Maybe we'll see. You know, I, I, I try not to be too harsh on it. Because we joke about us being the DC detractors or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, but I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I want to give it a chance, but I think there's some some things that don't make a don't, don't make some sense to me. But I would be lying if I say it didn't look entertaining, you know. I think it's gonna be entertaining, but I think you know some solid points were made on the other side. Definitely, man. Definitely. Man, I just can't wait to throw on my bat suit and slide down through my window, you know, try some of my bat gear out. But, right. um, yeah, I'm ready for it. It looks pretty good. This is like the best thing I've seen from DC in a while. Just the trailer alone is a lot better than some of the uh, the nonsense I've seen in previous years. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for it, man. And hopefully the Riddler doesn't kill me. <laughs> yeah, for real, because he, he was not playing, man. Like, he he looked like like you said he definitely he definitely looks um kind of terrifying so i mean we'll we'll definitely see how how that develops man but i will say though before we move on i still i don't know why i'm probably going to be wrong but i really believe that wonder woman going to still be the best movie 
the best DC movie, Wonder Woman 2, going to come out and, and, and do stuff. I know there were some issues where... I know they're still probably working on the CGI a little bit, you know? But... Which is okay. an issue with DC, but I feel like that one's going to be really good. So I'm, I'm going to stick right in for Wonder Woman because so far, she's failed me the least. Um, But yeah, man. So up next, we had some more news. Apparently... A Static Shock movie is in development as a theatrical feature. So during DC Fandom, they talked about they talked about this being a thing. Um, this is what I'll say. They basically said they were excited, you know, that uh, at the chance of of reviving that line of comics. But we've definitely heard that in the past. And nothing has come of it. So, you know, I definitely want to be, you know, cognizant of that and not fanboy out too much. I think it will be cool, but I'm definitely keeping in mind the fact that DC has not done a good job of executing very frequently on good movies. So if it happens, that would be dope. I'm excited for it, but it's so early on. I'm just like, eh, I I don't really believe y'all yet. I don't really trust y'all yet. Yeah, man. Listen, everybody loves Static Shock. You know, it was one point in the golden age of cartoons where uh, Cartoon Network had something created called um, Megumi. Is that the right? You remember it? What is it called again? Yeah, Megumi. I think that's correct. Yeah. And it just was like, it was just like, I'm like, you know, everyone was just like, whoa, what is this? They had their own little brand of like, cartoons that you know had this strange look that came on just from megumi and static shock was one of them and we all loved we all loved it man so they they can't ruin this honestly i don't think it should be a movie i think it should be a series like black lightning um i'm actually uh interested in knowing if black lightning has any type of connections to static shock you know for some reason i feel like they would introduce him on the show Right. But I do know that uh, at some point Static Shock actually, you know, teamed up with Batman because I actually saw the cartoon, you know, way back right. in the day. Right. So um, there's some connection there, too. But then again, you know, DC, they got the <laughs> multiverse thing going on. You know, so everything is a mess, really. <laughs> you know, you explain <laughs> the purpose of it and, you know, it makes sense. But it's messy. Right. It is messy. And, yeah, um, that's the thing, so, man. Yeah. Like, Go ahead. That's, that's the thing. Like, basically... You there, you there trying to make sure this thing makes sense, and this is basically how DC feel about about. Other than that, my boy, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's basically how DC feel about that. Like <laughs> they don't give a fuck about none of your your continuity. You know what I mean? They don't give a fuck about any of us. They say we just need, they just need to basically, we just need to basically find a way. You know what I mean? To make this nonsense make sense and. I guess because I don't have super high expectations of DC, I guess I kind of lay in the rack. I just, I just want them to succeed and give us some good stories with these good characters. So that, that's really how I feel. So I'm trying to get them some grace right now, but we, 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 will, we will see if they actually pull it off. But why do I feel like some smart moron put together uh, a clever BS explanation of the multiverse to, you know, just to show us that it has purpose but why do I feel like that's just lazy? That's just a lazy excuse. Because it takes, it takes, you know, some type of art to put, take this storyline, take this storyline, put it in some nice gumbo. 
right. with the multiverse thing, you know, they got Campbell's soup. You know, it's just, you know, you know, they they could just mess up on one story and say, hey, well, that was in a different dimension, bro. You right. know, that basically isn't even, don't even worry about it. So but, this is basically what you're saying. I mean, that's how... Fuck don't make sense. I fuck don't make a motherfucking... It, it just sounds like a lazy excuse, bro. Like, yeah, it's too much work to connect these characters. Let's just put this guy in um, Universe B. Right. <laughs> so that's what you but, say. It don't make hey, no I'll, sense, huh? Yeah, I'll roll with it, man. You know, I, I'll right. be positive about it. Oh, my God. But I would man. like to see characters cross paths. But, um, but you know, let's give, let's give Static Shock his due. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Static Shock, seeing him doing something. You know. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'll see yeah, I the DC detractor, they're both. You hear me? The DC detractor, they're both, man. But I feel you, man. It's all like valid critiques. You know what I mean? It's all valid critiques. So I feel you, man. Some of this stuff you could tell they grasping for straws, trying to make it make sense in any way, but that's you know, the here here we are. You know what I mean? That's where we are, man. So moving along, uh Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is a new video game and it is being created, I believe, by the same people who did uh, Arkham, the Arkham Knight games, the same studio that did that. And the trailer looks really good. Apparently, is as as we mentioned a couple of weeks back, it's basically the Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn and the rest of the team. They basically, their mission is they have to basically like tech down Superman. And he's basically being controlled. As we talked about before, he kind of like bizarre. He's kind of like Bizarro Superman, where he's being controlled. And now the government, who's basically in charge of the Suicide Squad, needs them to take him down. So the game looks pretty, pretty cool. I'm not sure how the mechanics are going to work because there are so many characters on the team. So I'm not sure if it's basically going to be like story by story. You'll control, you'll control one character and then you'll switch off into another. But in terms of the graphics and the story, it seems like it's going to be legit. And like I said, it's from the people that made those Arkham Knight games and they, they killed those games, you know, that whole series. So I think that looks pretty, pretty good. I mean, and, and with this and Gotham Knights, like DC is killing it with a video game so far, man. So this, this one could be another, this could be another le- a legendary game that's coming up here. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how you can control the different characters at once because it seems that they travel as a unit. So, right. um, you know, I don't know how they're going to beat Superman, though. You know? Yeah, good luck. <laughs> I don't know. They either going to have, I mean, either they have Kryptonite, uh, Magic, I think he's shown to be vulnerable to Magic a few times, or the Red Sun. Maybe they'll bring the giant Red Sun into the damn atmosphere of the Earth. I have no idea how they're going to beat Superman. But, yeah, good luck to anybody who's facing Superman playing the game. Fox, like that, that, that's a tall task, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's a tall task, but yeah, it looks pretty good. Another thing to be excited about. And, um, you know, we got a nice little trailer. We ain't see any gameplay yet, so we have to see how that, how that develops. But I, I thought it was good. Um, and before I get to uh, some of the stuff that, I may not be so interested in. I want to talk about this. So really quickly, Shazam, the Shazam title was revealed and a new cast member was revealed. So basically during their DC fandom panel, it was revealed that uh, Shazam 2 is going to be called Shazam Fury of the Gods. Um, Obviously a continuation to the first one. 
and also Sinbad the uh, I want to say legendary. That might, that might be putting too much sauce on it, but very notable comedian. He had a big run in the eighties and nineties. He may be a part of the cast, and I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, the first the first film by all accounts was um, a very fun movie, lighthearted. It was very kid friendly because it makes sense. Shazam is a kid that gets these amazing powers and turns into like a fully grown hero, but he has the mind of a child. With like all world power, he's basically like basically as powerful as Superman, essentially. And yeah, so I mean, it looks pretty pretty good. Um, we know Megan Good, Megan Good was in that that first one, and she's gonna be in that second one. So you know, seems like a good thing. And uh, not so much news on this one, but I thought that was pretty cool. So it's definitely one of those DC movies. I think me and JG need to go back and watch, and then just have fun talking about. I don't know if it's gonna be too much fun, but yeah, let's let's go back and watch it, man. You know, Shazam and the Wonder Twins turning into buckets of water. I don't know. See, I don't know if I, you're the old Cartoon Network heads. You remember the they used to have the little you know clips, and they had like the Wonder right. Twins, and they'd like turn into like dolphins or something, like right, a bucket right, of water right. and a mop. Like, right. You know, like you know. I don't know. You know well, maybe Space Ghost will make an appearance. In a you know, I have no idea. Let's maybe, go back man. and watch it, bro. Maybe, but what what I will say is that I heard that it, it was definitely one of the better movies. It was it wasn't trash the way the other movies were trash. So definitely something to keep in mind. But that's basically all the news from Shazam. So we had another Suicide Squad trailer, and that was for Suicide Squad. Suicide, I said Suicide Squad. <laughs> Suicide Squad Two. This time the movie is going to be helmed. Not by um, Ayers, but it's going to be helmed by James Gunn, who basically did all the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. And they have a full cast. Like, they have so many people in here. Like, obviously, they have Harley Quinn. They have Bloodsport, who's played by Idris Elba. They have so many different characters that's going to be in this film. And they had a really simple trailer. It, you know, they haven't, it seems like they haven't done any filming yet, probably because of COVID. And they just, they just basically like displayed a bunch of actors. And it basically made me excited because in my mind, I'm thinking if this is what's going on with them, they have 16 or so named actors. You know, a bunch of them getting killed off throughout this movie, right? This cast is locked and loaded. Definitely some lives will be lost. Um, I'm actually going to see this one. You know, I can't take a look at this cast and then just turn a blind eye. I can't do it. The first Suicide Squad, even though I love Will Smith, that's exactly what I did. My eyes immediately closed. and I did not want to see it. But um, this one, this one looks really good, man. You know, DC, they're, they're doing a good job, you know, with some of these films. Um Really looking forward to this one, man. James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy. I really enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, so I do expect to see some humor in there. Right. Because he, he does well at that, but also he does well at like creating an entirely new world that's just interesting and um, amazing to see and explore. So um, I expect him to do the exact same thing with this new Suicide Squad. So... Uh, I'm I'm kind of excited for it, man. That's another. That's a, that's like the third DC movie that I've committed to saying that I'm going to see. <laughs> that's a big so, change, isn't it? it? It's an evolution, bro. Yeah, yeah like, like you know, yeah, it's crazy. Like, just to like expand on that, so uh, the cast has Margot Robbie's going to be at it as Harley Quinn. You have Joel Kinnaman, 
He was basically in Altered Carbon, that first season as Rick Flag. Like I said, Idris Elba as Bloodsport, Taika Waititi, uh, the director who did um, Thor 3. Uh, he's going to be in it. Pete Davidson, the comedian, Alice Braga, Jai Courtney, obviously Viola Davis, Amanda Waller, who's basically running the whole show, John Cena, like Storm Reed, Peter Capaldi, David, Dast Malchian, like these are all actors that have notable names. They've been in a lot of different titles, you know, movies, shows, all of that stuff. So I'm excited to see how they terrorize this group. And obviously, name of the squad is Suicide Squad, you know? They do missions that are just essentially suicide missions because they're hardened criminals and the government just decides, hey, if they die, they die, you know? And if they basically try to escape the mission and not do what we want to do, there's like a switch that the government can hit and basically like makes them like self-destruct. So you know they're going to kill a lot of these characters. So I'm excited to see how they approach this and with Margot Robbie coming back and you have my boy Idris Elba and even Pete Davidson. I think it's going to be funny. And it has good direction from James Gunn. So, like, I'm, I'm really excited about it. This, I think this one is going to be a good one. So, like, yeah. like Jay-Z said, it seems like, you know, some bright spots. Some bright spots. Yeah, man. You know, the first Suicide Squad happened in um, Dimension 3AC of Earth, <laughs> Planet, Mars. So, you know, that was a whole different part of the multiverse. Don't even worry about it. That didn't happen. Oh wait, wait, hold, hold, hold up, JG. I, I just, I just gained a message. I just gained a message from DC. They wanted me to tell you this. Some very angry messages. Man. <laughs> Yo, man. DC lady, I know. We don't care how we gotta make this rock. We gonna make this thing rock, okay? There's money to be made, all right? We worry about JG. The DC, the tractor coming in and poking holes in our obvious plan, okay? <laughs> they don't want that to happen. They said, we're going to roll these movies out, man. i just glad that a couple of them, like you said, seem like they're going to be legit. You know what I mean? Wonder Woman, Batman, and Suicide Squad too. So, hey, I just, at this time, man, beggars can't be choosers. It ain't like we're dealing with Marvel where we like, yeah, everything going to be a smash. Nah, bro. I'm happy for a good, competent, entertaining movie. That's all I'm asking for from DC. I lower in the bar to just jump over it, DC, and we're going to go find there, miss. We're going to go find there, boss. Um, but yeah, man. So that was dope. Excited that they, they, they start to get on track, on track with that. So next, we have a couple of things that I am not very interested in. But, you know, I just wanted to do our job here. And, you know, I'm literally a nonsense and give you all the news. But there was a Black Adam teaser. Obviously, The Rock is going to be Black Adam. It was basically like a, like, a, like a PowerPoint presentation, essentially. You know, they had some stills with some voiceover. And you know what? I'm actually going to play this, not because I think it's great, but just so you guys have a picture of, of kind of like the background for Black Adam and what they're trying to do. So I gonna run it real fast. I've been waiting for this moment for a very long time. This is the one. This is the one that's going to change everything. This is Black Adam. 
5,000 years ago, Kandak was a melting pot of cultures, wealth, power, and magic. Yet most of us had nothing, except for the chains around our necks. Kandak needed a hero. Instead, they got me. I did what needed to be done, and they imprisoned me for it. Now, 5,000 years later, I'm free, and I give you my word. No one will ever stop me again. Yeah, folks. Um, somebody please stop him again. <laughs> right, man. Like, uh, what, what, how, do, how do I say this? How do I say this? Uh, I am not very interested in this one. You know, I feel like, hmm, I feel like. Okay, here's some background. I watched the panel. It was about The Rock. He was basically, it was only him. He introduced one other person. The guy who, uh, I think is Noah Centennial, the guy who we talked about a few weeks ago, who's going to play Adam Smasher. He's this really huge guy. I think he grows large. Kind of like he was one of the main, one of the guys in the background for the Justice League. And that's the only two people on the cast that we have. They've been working on this movie for like a decade. Um... I watched the panel and this guy is talking about how, uh, you know, he would like to have him be a badass and go up against Superman. And I'm like, dude, even if, even if you know a little bit about Shazam, Black Adam is Shazam's main antagonist. So the fact that DC is ripping them apart to give Black Adam his own series and Shazam his own series, they won't have them meet and it seems like The Rock is here talking about, oh, Superman should be going after Shazam. I mean, pardon me, fighting Black Adam. And I'm just like, you trying to tell a good story here based on the source material or you just want to see The Rock fight Superman? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing here? This is like, this seems like a, a fucking vanity project. Like, come on, man. Like, it has potential, you know. We all know he has a good background, a good story. He's very powerful. And I ain't gonna lie, in a vacuum, okay, yeah, him fighting Superman would be dope. But why does that seem like that's the crux of what he wants to do so early on, as opposed to let's tell a good story? You know what I mean? Tell a good story. And this one here, I have no faith in. They mean, well, he's been working on this for 13 years. And they don't even have a, a piece of film, they don't have a piece of film to show us. They had even less than Suicide Squad where they actually had the characters in in costume, you know, and had them recorded. Now we just have this little bootleg-ass PowerPoint presentation. Like, come on, man. Like, I ain't got no faith in this one, but you side too, JG. Tell me how you feel. Maybe, maybe you're more optimistic than me for once. Please. I'm confused. I don't even know what it is, and I saw the trailer twice. So, you know. Yeah, I can't say that I am. Um, I'm beating you on the optimistic scales right now. I'm confused. I didn't. I didn't even know he was a DC character until you just mentioned all of that stuff. You know, I Damn. thought this was something different. I don't know. 
I don't know what's going on right now. Say it ain't so, bro. Um, you know, I like The Rock, though. You know, usually, whatever <laughs> role he plays, he brings it alive. Right. But uh, he's just an interesting person in general. You know, I love when actors, like, bring a piece of who they are to the actual role. You know, I feel like that's some type of uh, skill in acting. I don't know. But, um, yeah. The Rock is always entertaining. I don't know. I don't know much about Black Adam. The trailer was cool. I didn't really see much going on. I I don't know anything about his abilities. They didn't show me that in the trailer. Um, maybe a little bit of his background. You're right. But, uh, that's about it, man. Yeah, man. So I I I would be shocked if this movie actually is made. You know what I mean? And if it is anytime soon, because if they ain't get a lick of film right now, and we at this point, man, good luck. And like I said, man, I have no problem with him playing the role. I ain't gonna lie. At first, I was just like, can he pull this off in a way that's compelling and not just him being the rock, but in a costume? Um, I'm hoping that's not what this becomes, but I guess only time will tell, man. But I'm definitely, I'm definitely not excited about this. I have no hope for this. And maybe that'll lower my expectations. I, I think this is definitely a one I would, if it, if it ever comes out, if it ever comes out, I think I'm going to watch this one on On Demand or something because I'm not going to a theater when it's safe again to watch this crap. But here we are. And then now y'all know what we have to talk about. My arch nemesis. Every time we talk about DC, we got to talk about this. Our boy, Zack Snyder, he had his panel for the Justice League Snyder Cut trailer that came out. And obviously, as usual, it's polarizing. You know what I mean? The Snyder, as I call them, the Snyder Cut suckers were just in love with this thing. You know, they were just foaming at the mouth. They are ready, just ready to just slobber all over this thing. Y'all know how I feel. You know what I mean? Sound like JG come true. You know what I mean? And, and l- l- let's see what a DC detractor has to say about this. Well, you know, before the show started, you were actually, you know, kind of surprised with me because I looked at the trailer and it seemed to be interesting. You know, it seemed like they had some interesting clips going on there. But, you know, I was so uninterested in the first one that, uh, you know, I guess anything looks better than that. So, you know, it's, <laughs> that's kind of the thing, you know, the situation that we're in right now. But. It's really interesting because, you know, you have your thoughts about Zack Snyder and I see some people online in my on my Facebook who are like, support, you know, these high artistic people. And I'm seeing them posting about Zack Snyder like, yes, Zack Snyder. Like, they're really, like, he's like a genius. Like, they see him, you know, like in such yeah. high regard. And I'm confused. <laughs> but So I'm just confused uh, by that. But um, the clip, I mean, the trailer looked decent to me. Right. Um, you know, please go into detail because, you know, I think you're a little bit more informed on Justice League and Zack Snyder because, you know, the first one looked so goofballish to me that uh, right. the cheese factor was just so high <laughs> that I just um, <laughs> didn't even um, give it any. I don't attention. know, right? This is what I'll say, right? This is what I'll say. You know what I mean? If, if, if someone finds it interesting, I don't, I don't ever want somebody to not enjoy what they enjoy. But I guess my beef is just that <sighs> the part, the parts of the movie that the vast majority of people who saw the movie didn't like how dark it was, how convoluted the story was, how confusing it was, how bad the villain was. They addressed none of that. You know what I mean? It still has that super desaturated look. Everything looks brown and black. 
every color looks brown and black. Who am, you go to a movie to see three colors? Really and truly, you go to a superhero movie to see three colors? No, and you know what? That's not even rhetorical. P- feel free to answer. Oh, oh, absolutely not, man. You know, that <laughs> that movie, um, Thor Ragnarok. That Beautiful. shit was like visually stunning, bro. Like right, there's so many right. colors in that; it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so to yeah. me, it's like seeing that. Like, how can I get excited about a trailer that has three colors? Then, here comes more news. It's gonna be four hours, four one-hour segments. They're gonna break it up into right, and you know, oh, release the Snyder cut, release the Snyder cut. You guys are holding him down. We need to see his vision. Blah 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 blah. He's given you he's given you nothing before to like substantiate the claim that this is gonna be good. And then on top of that, all of the small issues, the things that matter in, in these hero movies, they show a clip of the flash running. Why he look like he can't have decent running form? Like the dude looks ridiculous when he's running. Like the fl- it should be beautiful when you see the flash run. Every stride should be like this look hard. Like when your boy Tom Cruise running or Will Smith running. When they're running, they look hard. You know what I mean? And it just looks ridiculous. And then now they reveal Dark Side. Compare that, and I, I don't want to do the whole DC Marvel thing, but using Marvel as an example because we've seen him do a lot of different CGI characters and it looks really, really cool and it's a good take on the character without completely like forgetting the character you know the essence of the character dark side look ridiculous like i i like my 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 zack snyder quote-unquote beef he looks like a mutated mole rat there you go he looked i'll take that mutated mole rat like the man look ridiculous so i don't i don't see what people are excited about and you're telling me to take this man four hours your genius can't tell a movie in less than four hours? All right, my son. I ain't seen nothing that makes me optimistic about this. Like, oh, he he has black suit, Superman. Okay, cool. All right. I'll enjoy those five seconds of him looking cool in the black suit. All right, got it. Like, I, I don't get it, but hey, you know, I don't want to be that guy. If you enjoy it, I'm, I'm really happy if you enjoy it, but I just don't see it for me. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody enjoys it, I'm, I want people to have that joy. You know I mean? That's what nerdery is all about. But I don't see it at all. At all, at all, at all. Yeah, man. Hit me with the next topic, man. <laughs> um, okay, so the, the, the last bit of DC news. This wasn't announced during the panel, obviously. But uh, Ben Affleck apparently requested the Flash script changes before returning as Batman. So we we talked about it before, you know, he returned as Batman. One sec. He he basically returned as Batman um to basically be uh in the Flash movie. One of the several Batmans is going to show up cuz the Flash is going to be basically going back into time to I think he's going to be trying to save his mom before she's killed. And I and I guess once he does that, he's going to end up screwing with the timeline that's going to create the multiverse, right? So before he came back, he basically told them, yo, his involvement is contingent upon him giving them notes on the script. So basically, 
I think that's pretty telling. You know what I mean? Like, that's pretty telling. Eve, he was like, yo, if if I'm going to be in this movie, you have to at least do it, portray Batman in a way that makes sense. You know, because I honestly don't think his um his version of Batman was really that terrible. I thought it was pretty okay. You know, so you know, I, I kind of gushed on DC a lot last week in terms of the things they were doing well, but I wanted to be real, you know, and talk about the things that what they weren't doing too well, the things that don't make too sense this too much sense this week. And this just seemed like a mess to me. You know what I mean? It just seemed like they wanted to come on to the role, but as soon as he see the script, he's like, oh, hell no, we can't do this. So it seemed like more confusion. But again, Hopefully I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Hopefully I'm wrong. And this is the greatest thing that ever came out. But I doubt it. Because I have my questions about The Flash in general and Ezra Miller playing him. But, I mean, after hearing this, JG, like, you feel like it was is normal. This is a sign of, of something that's, that's not so good. Or how do you feel about this? Disorganization, discontent, disillusion, destruction. <laughs> I mean, listen, man. I'm not happy about it, man. It's a lot of scripts. It's a lot of multiverses. It's a lot of dimensions, timelines, a lot of Batmans. You know, it's a little bit too much going on. We just got to focus on the roses that came out of the concrete and squash the weeds. I feel you, but guess what, man? Apparently, the folks from DC listening didn't appreciate what you're saying, man. I got, I got another message for you from DC. Okay, well, so check I, this out. First of all, you're throwing too many big words at me, okay? Now, because I don't understand them, I'm going to take them as disrespect. Watch your mouth. You know what I mean? They're tired of all them big words, JG, man. Just say the thing don't make no damn sense, all right? <laughs> say it don't make no sense, man. Gotta add my own little flavorings, man. Purchase a dictionary. <laughs> That's right, DC. The DC detractors are back, okay? I know what time it is, man. If you in Chadwick, we ain't showing love. You know what I mean? We ain't showing love, man. But, man, like, there was definitely some bright spots, but there's definitely some of the same old DC nonsense that's happening. So, we gonna see, man. It was a mixed bag. All in all, I thought it was cool what they were doing with the DC fandom, but... We're going to see how this play out, man. But that was basically it for the DC fandom news. Um, oh, I like. The last thing is that uh, there's going to be a second part to the DC fandom. They're going to have panels coming on September 12th. So whatever they didn't show this last week, they're going to show on September 12th, man, dcfandom.com. So if you want more, whether to laugh or to see what the hell is going on or to join the DC Detractor Fan Club, um yeah that's that's where you go to find out man so that was that for dc man so up next we got a couple you know a few more little news but you know uh i saw this company i said man we got to talk about this gg so tenet so tenet is finally here and it is getting is i mean it's getting some 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 good news you know what i mean getting some good news um, it's been described as a time-bending spy thrill that makes the audience work hard. You know what I mean? So people are really liking the whole concept of it. They're liking John David Washington, um, his portrayal of the, the, the protagonist, as well as your boy Robert Pattinson. And they're basically saying that it has like, like a spectacular action sequences. Um, it's like a triumph for the return to the big screen, but it may leave some people 
some viewers frustrated basically saying that like it it kind of creates more questions than it answers but but uh so far the critics consensus on tomato on Rotten tomatoes is 81% positive so with people praising you know large parts of the movie and this was something that you really wanted to see all the folks listening you know what i mean all the people in the jg gang want to know inquiring minds want to know jg will you be braving the covid to see this you know what i mean it's coming out in theaters soon enough or here in the us is already out in the uk will you be braving the covid will you be fighting covid to go see this in theaters i'm gonna have on two boxing gloves ready to go i'm gonna beat the brakes off of covid man Oh, no. But really, I'm not sure because if I do, I'm going to violate every rule they put in place. <laughs> you know, I'm going to just have my mouth open wide, chomping down oh, on popcorn no. and drinking soda, mask all, all on backwards, not even being <laughs> used. You know, like, you know, <laughs> washing my hands, of course, because I've always done that even before COVID, but probably not as many times as they want me to. You know, I can't wash my hands every time I breathe. So, um, you know, they're going to try and escort me out on their pace and rhythm, and I'm going to be running out, taking all the exits I need to get away from people. So, I mean, you know, it's just not going to be pretty. You know, the movie right. experience is supposed to be relaxing. You know, I had a long day, a long, stressful week. I just want to go into a dark room and depart from reality and just submerge myself in this story. That's what the movie experience is supposed to be. With all this stuff here, you know, yeah. You know, if you're already making the risk to go, you know, taking the risk to go to a movie, you might as well just let him be. Oh, <laughs> you know. Oh my God. You can't have a gas mask on everybody and um, COVID drills in between every damn <laughs> intercept, intercession, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't think I'll go to the movies. I'm not really digging the vibes. Right, right, right. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> my boy said no COVID drills, my son. Well, um, well, that's the thing, man. Like, it was also funny because clearly we talked about Nolan being concerned with nobody going to see the movie, so he released it in, you know, in you know, in uh, outside of the US because they know how to do things in regards to handling COVID. And um, he even Tom Cruise even filmed himself taking a trip to the theater to see Tenet, man. He released a video of, of him being in the UK riding the bus. Going into the theater, he talked about how much he loved the movie, all of this stuff. So, Tom Cruise wants you to go to the theater. You know what I mean? So, Americans, you know what I mean? Forget about science. Forget about your health, man. You know, just just spread the pandemic, you know, and and, and just just end it all for all of us, you know? He probably had his own private theater. Stop. No, man. He, he was, was probably film, the man. only man in that room. No, actually, he was in there with several other people. But like I said, it's in UK where they have a better handle of it. It's oh, nowhere wow. as bad as it is over here. Okay. But there was definitely there was definitely some space between some seats, you know, because he's Tom Cruise. Like anybody could be right on top of him. But yeah, there was a decent amount of people, maybe maybe half filled. So we gonna see, man. Tenant looking interesting. I ain't gonna lie, I definitely would like to give it a try, but I'm gonna wait for that on demand because I I am not going into that theater, bro. Let's go. I will be missing that appointment, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably catch it on demand too, man. Right, right, right. Yeah, man. If so, I lived on my own, maybe I'd go out there and risk my life. But uh, <laughs> imagine yeah. risking your life for Teddy. That's a hilarious concept. 
<laughs> That's hilarious. It's time bending. Oh gosh, man. That's hilarious, man. But um, but yeah, man. So hey, that is tenant, man. So if if you know we asking for feedback and all of that good stuff. If 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 you somebody who thinking about going to the theater seat to tenant. Guys, write in. You know what I mean? What is uh, <laughs> the email? The Dirge with Accents at gmail.com, our Twitter, uh, the Facebook page. Let us know why you're willing to risk your life because I am intrigued. You know what I mean? I won't be doing it, but I'm intrigued for all of you nerds who, you know, want to risk your life for the sake of tenant. You know what I mean? Just write in and let us know what you think. Um, but yeah, man. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out as more people see uh, tenant. Um, next up. I saw this interesting article on uh, CBR.com and they were basically talking about with the news that Sony is developing a Spider-Woman movie that most people think is based off of Jessica Drew. They were floating a theory that, hey, if you're going to do this, why not have Spider-Woman lead Sony Spider-Verse? Because Spider-Man is already a part of the MCU, you know, and already wrapped up into that story you know what i mean so i thought that was an interesting concept i mean and i guess i think that would be a really cool idea you know what i mean you have a woman hero kind of leading that universe you know and there's a lot of, i guess good reasons inside and outside of the story to do so i mean like what do you think about that idea you think that's a winner or or maybe that's a bad idea for sony i think it is a winner I think it's very good proactive thinking. I think this particular character has a lot of excellent material that allows her to be a lead. You know, her background as far as her parents being geneticists and uh, what's the word, imbuing her with that power, you know, beforehand, right. before birth, I, be, I believe. You know, uh, her connections to Jessica Jones. Um, you know, I think you said she was operating from the West Coast like Venom. She's right. also a private investigator. She has a very colorful background and story. So, and she's clearly very smart. So right. I think that's just, that's an excellent character to lead an entire, you know, universe or, you know, whatever you want to refer to. Right. Uh, yeah. I think it's a good idea. It's the rise of the woman heroes, man. You know, bat Batwoman is going to make her entrance soon. You know, we saw it on the video game, right. uh, you know, uh, Wonder Woman is like the best thing the Justice, the Justice League has going. Um, yeah, Fox. I think that uh, Spider Woman, yeah, that soon she will have to, uh, you know, step into the arena, and I think that's the perfect character to do it. Because yeah, Spider Man, all this stuff has to end eventually, man. We already saw the end of Iron Man, and boy, was that a ride! You know, that was amazing. You know, if new people have to step up to keep the uh, the bloodline going of Marvel. Right. And yeah, I mean, like I saw this and I said, huh, that's a good idea. I mean, it seems so obvious, you know, just to have more diversity and have more like women characters leading the role, um, in leading roles. And I really think it makes sense because the same that, that, that one thing that you said, she basically operates in similar settings as Venom, you know, so Sony already has, you know, the Venom movie, the Venom, uh, the first Venom movie was very popular. I didn't see it because it looked terrible. I, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I didn't see it because I, I couldn't see how it could be good. And um, it seemed like it had, had a lot of mixed reviews. Like critically, they, people said it was terrible, but people went to see it. Um, 
So Venom is already out here. They're, they're going to make a second Venom movie because the first one was so successful. So if you're trying to make a Spider-Verse in Sony, it just makes perfect sense to incorporate her if she already has ties to Venom in a comic book world. So I, I thought that was a really cool idea, man. I, I guess I wanted to bring it up to kind of see what your point was. And I'm glad that we agree, man, because I just like, you know, getting more shine on characters that don't always get the shine, you know? Because we saw it, you know, I, I hate going back to Marvel all the time, but we saw it with like Ant-Man, you know? We didn't know anything about Ant-Man. I didn't know anything about the Wasp. I didn't know much about Captain Marvel, even though like in the comics, she's a big character. You know, I didn't know much about her. So I think it would be dope to, to get more about this version of the Spider-Woman, especially if it's just Jessica Drew, because aside from a couple comics that I read, I didn't know much about her either. And I think this could be, I think this could be really, really, really dope, man. So I hope that they do that. And I think it could be a good way to kind of, you know, do Spider-Man without doing Spider-Man the exact same way. Yeah, man. Uh, so the last thing for what intrigues us is apparently uh, a Powerpuff Girls live action series is in development at the CW. What? Yeah, I mean, what is happening? I saw, I, I think I saw a trailer on Facebook somewhere of it. Really? Yeah. I don't know if this is real or not. I'm sure you could find it, but boy, did it look stupid. I mean, first of all, grown women calling each other, you know, buttercup and blossomish. It just sounds stupid, man. <laughs> Those characters sound stupid. You know, that, that was for a kid show back in the day, man, on Cartoon Network, where they had a bunch of nonsensical foolishness that was very entertaining. Right. You know, it's <laughs> leave it alone, bro. Leave it alone. Just Just let it stay where it was. You know, a nice little funny, silly cartoon. Okay, do not, you, you don't make a live action series out of the Powerpuff Girls, bro. That's ridiculous. There's a lot of other great material that you could use to make, right. you know, live action shows. Powerpuff yeah. Girls not being one. No, but like that's the thing, right? I ag- I agree with you, but I guess what what kind of got me, uh, <clears throat> part of me intrigued, and that was. Like in this version of the series, it seems like the the superheroes are supposed to be like disillusioned adults who like resent having used, you know, fought their whole childhood, you know, fighting crime. You all right? Or did you have too much sugar spice and everything nice? Yeah, clearly the latter. <clears throat> but yeah, like, so they're basically supposed to be like, you know, resenting having to fight crime for their childhood. And as soon as I saw this, I was like, hmm, I feel like, one, this does not need to be a live action remake. Like, how in the world are you going to do this in a way that doesn't look ridiculous, especially on the CW? Because even though the shows are apparently very, very good and they tell good stories. A lot of the DC shows, the costuming, like the costuming isn't that great to me, you know? And it looks a little too silly for me to take it seriously. Um, so that's an issue for me in terms of like the appearance of the of the characters. But also, as soon as I saw this, I said, oh, wow, I feel like somebody at CW saw Umbrella Academy and they saw the way they did it because it's basically the same conceit, you know? 
You have superheroes who had to train as kids, fight crime, and now they resent their parents and they resent each other because of all of the stuff they had to do as children. To me, it seems kind of like the same conceit, but without all of the time travel. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, I feel they, they, they're trying to do their own Umbrella Academy with the Powerpuff Girls. And this is interesting. Maybe I'll be wrong. It definitely got my attention, but I don't know how they're going to make this walk, man. Yeah, man. Well, I don't think you're going to be wrong. And I think I'm going to be right. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Not not the move. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. But can't wait we to see, see what it. they do with Mojo Jojo. I guess he's gonna be a live action <laughs> character. Come on, man. Come on, man. I guess they're gonna squeeze him in there. How, how, how they gonna? Come on, man. Come yeah, on, I don't bro. know. I I don't know how the hell they gonna do that. Like the that's... stupid mayor. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. <laughs> this is live action material. You're right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. But I saw it. And I said, yeah, I got, I got the AJ. You talking about this because this, this is interesting, man. So we, we gonna see how this one play out, man. So we gonna see how this one play out, man. But that was it for what we had for what intrigues us in nerdery. Um, and then you guys know what time it is, man. My favorite part of the podcast, absurd nerdery, aka never go full nerd. You know what I mean? And this never. week we have a good one. Um, this week is Lil Uzi Vert. You know what I mean? I, I, I got a little tweet. Double XL Magazine put out a tweet not too long ago talking about all of his anime-themed cars. And this gentleman basically has a whole Cowboy Bebop-themed car with the characters all over it, with the title all over it. Um, The message, see you space, cowboy. He has another car basically with anime characters covering the entire car with Japanese scrolling all over the hood, the side of the car, above the tires, on the trunk. And they're hey, obviously man. expensive cars, but I was just like, what the hell is going on here, JG? How are you feeling about this? This is one time where I'm actually, you know, I'm on board, bro. Oh, I, no. I would love to go full nerd. Oh, no. Like, you know, why not? Oh, First no. of all, these cars, you know, who who gonna clown him? Who gonna clown a Bugatti? You can't. It's it's just not happening. But you know, it's kinda cool, man. Live life. You, you know, you got the giant cowboy bebop on there on the hood. It looks nice actually. I like this uh this purple one here. I don't know which anime this one is. Let me see. Uh I don't know exactly which anime this one is, but the purple and blue one looks kind of dope. Right. I'm not gonna lie. Hey man, that's different. It's different. It looks cool as hell. Wow. I mean, my, my own partner in podcasting has betrayed me. I mean, he feels that way. But this this is basically how, after I see the picture, this is basically my sentiment. You know what I mean? This is how I feel. No. No. Relax. <laughs> That's basically how I feel about it. Like, no, about like, relax. Because, like, you know, I remember yours, man. Back in the day when they had those button-down anime shots with all the characters all over your T-shirts, looking ridiculous, looking big and gaudy, not just like a little cool anime symbol that look hard, you know, that accents your shirt. That's what the cars remind me of, man. And if I wouldn't wear those ugly anime button-down shirts, why would I have my car draped in that? You know what I mean? Like, say he throw on like a little dope, dope signal from... 
from um, a dope symbol from like Naruto or Attack on Titan, or just something that look hard, just to accent the car. I think that would look, that would be flames. You know what I mean? Like that would be flames. But this here, man, I don't even know. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Like, like I said, it's a Bugatti, bro. Like the the shirts, <laughs> the shirts definitely. That's crazy, you know. Right, right, you right. Definitely don't want to be rocking those shirts thirty years old. I mean, I don't even want to bring age into it, but because I'm I'm gonna be watching anime at thirty. I don't care. Oh yeah, big fucks. You know, these aren't cartoons, man. These this is art. This is moving art. Right, right. But right, I'm not rocking sure. a giant shirt with um. Goddamn Inuasha doing a wind But that's the thing To me this ain't no different You just driving around So everybody gonna see this shot Wherever you go You go to the post office They gonna see your cowboy bebop All over your, your car Like I know it's a Bugatti I ain't hated on that That's dope That's a million dollar car But Come on Like I don't know man I feel like he going nerd But y'all heard it here We did have some disagreement You know what I mean Apparently If you're selling a cowboy bebop Themed vehicle you know what I mean? Hit up the podcast, you know? Apparently, JG gonna cop it. You know what I mean? He gonna cop this vehicle. I'm not on that level yet, but if I ever do, who could tell me anything? Me. Right? It gonna be me. It's gonna let you know right now. It gonna be and me. When, and you go, and then you gonna ask me for a ride. <laughs> no, I will not. You, you're gonna enjoy riding through there in our anime-themed car. Nah, dog. You understand? I am dedicated to this. I will never go full nerd. You know what I mean? I'll bask in the nerdery, dive deep in the nerdery, but you can't go full nerd. You can't go to that extent. You know what I mean? But um, great minds can differ. You know what I mean? But that was my read on it. And I thought that was that was that was fun just seeing that man. But you know, shout out to little Uzi. The man, the man is successful doing his thing in rap. But and and the man's an anime fan, so definitely a lot of love for that. But I just can't go that far, man. But um, yeah, man. So that was uh, absurd nerdery for us this week. And um, yeah, I know I like to close out with words of wisdom. And obviously, this week with the loss of a giant, um, Chadwick Boseman, I wanted to use his words to close the pod, you know, start with him and end with him. Um, he said, Purpose is the essential element of you, it is the reason you are on the planet at this particular time in history. Your very existence is wrapped in the things you are here to fulfill. He definitely did that. He definitely embodied that. And he definitely showed that. So, And he um, never yielded. For sure. Hell yeah. Beautiful. Hell yeah. So, um, yeah, man. So, definitely, I want to, I think we all should live out, live out those words to the best of our ability. You know what I mean? And find our purpose, live out our purpose, man. So, again... Um, rest in peace to Chadwick. Um, yeah, man, gone, but not even gone. Just you know, never forgotten, man. Never forgotten, man. And um, yeah, man. So that was it for episode twenty-five. I can't believe we got to twenty-five, man. Um, yeah, man, dope. So we got to episode twenty-five of Nerdy and Nonsense under Nerds with Accents podcast. Um, thank you guys uh for listening, for subscribing. Keep the reviews coming. Keep the messages and the reviews coming, the follows, the subscribes, uh, the feedback. We love it. We appreciate it. And we're going to keep keep reading it, man. So thank you, guys. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Nerds forever. Big facts. 